Hallelujah. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You're welcome again for another podcast. Last week we looked at Jehovah, my shield, and how God promised Abraham his protection, his defense. In all this, Abraham was a powerful man, but yet he had no seed, he had no, no child of his own. And Abraham was really agitated, seeing how powerful he was and how helpless he was at the same time. I don't know if you've ever been in the position or in a place where you kind of wonder how the promises that you keep hearing God promise you, how they will come to pass. Abraham was in that same position. God had promised him that he was going to be, you know, great. He was going to be father of multitude. God has taken him, you know, on a walk and asked him to look at the sky and, you know, count the stars, to look at the earth, count the grains of the sand, and then assured him that someday he will have multitude from his own loins. But Abraham was still afraid, you know. He was still wondering, I'm already great old. When is this going to come to pass? When is this child going to come? When are the children going to come? And in that position, Abraham inquired of the Lord more. Ask the Lord, how? How am I sure that what you said, how am I sure that this, you know, this will come to pass? When is this actually going to come to pass? (laughs) He was in a place of desperation. And so the Lord said to him, bring me a heifer, a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. God asked for these animals, specifically three years old. At that point, when they are still very young, strong and vibrant because they bring me those animals for sacrifice i want to point that god wants sacrifices that are whole complete god is not looking for the services that will render you know Lacadestically, God appointed that each of the beasts used for his service should be three years old because then 
they were at their full growth and at their full strength. God must be served with the best that we have. God must be served with the best that we have. And when best should we serve God? In our youth. Then we are youthful. Then we have strength. Then we are vibrant. Because there will be a time, there will come a time when the strength is no more there. You want to serve Him. You want to do a lot of things for Him, but the strength is no more there. Age has set in. The legs can't carry as much. The spirit is willing. The body is weak. So when best is it for us to serve God? When we are full strength and of full growth. Praise the Lord. And God asked him to bring those animals for sacrifice. And Abraham being, you know, used to the custom of covenants, making covenants with God at one point in time and all that, knew what to do with the animals and he did cut them according to the ceremony of covenant. And Abraham prepared them. He prepared the sacrifice that was he was going to give to God and he washed over it. Because according to the Bible, there were birds of prey like vulture, birds of prey that came down on the carcass. They tried to eat a sacrifice. I don't know, but this this sounds loud in my spirit. You know, we're serving God, and at times we're not watchful. The birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abraham watched over the sacrifice, and he drove them. He was driving them away. He kept driving them away. Oh, no, you can't eat my sacrifice. Because the sacrifice was waiting to be consumed by the presence of God. It's when the sacrifice is consumed by the presence of God that the covenant is enacted. But birds of prey, birds of prey, what is the bird of prey in your life? that they want to come and make a mess of the sacrifice. You know, there are times, you know, just as Christians, you're serving God, you're serving God, you're serving God. But there's this thing in your life that seems to be making your service, you know, of no uh, consequence, no reward. Because in, as you are serving, that particular character, that particular vice, or those vices are there, you know, preying on your sacrifice. And because of that, the fire never falls on it. And until the fire consumes the sacrifice, there is no reward. Any bird of prey that is patching on 
our sacrifice is actually there to defy the sacrifice. You see some powerful, very powerful men of God, powerful sister in the Lord, powerful brother in the Lord, they minister bets. There is a bet, according to Revelation. There is a bet. As far as there's a bet, the sacrifice becomes, you know, defied and fire is unable to rest upon that sacrifice. And so the covenant is not enacted. So as Christians, we should watch over the sacrifice. Don't forget that you are a living sacrifice. I am a living sacrifice. And God wants us to watch over our lives so that anything at all that we we know, we know. I know what, what my pitfalls are. I know where my weakness lies. I know my where my propensity to sin is. You know. And those little forces, I would say little forces that you know spoil the vine, they will mess up our sacrifice and make it unholy. My body is a sanctuary is a living sacrifice unto the Lord. And so, sin should not have dominion over me. Whatever wants to pray on my body, I must drive away. I shouldn't allow it. I shouldn't allow it. And don't forget that the body craves sin. The natural body, the natural man craves sin. So, you are a servant of God. You are a child of God. You're born again, spirit feed, sanctified, tongue-speaking. And yet you find yourself that all of a sudden, pornography begins to, you know, call your attention. Gossip. Yeah, it's coming. Malice is about to set in lies set it in fornication adultery is lingering on your sacrifice on your body what do you do you have to send it packing don't even entertain the thought of it as it's coming Drive them away. And how do you drive them away? With the word of God. Use the word of God to say it is written. Shall we continue in saying that grace may abound? It is written. He that is born of God cannot sin. It is written. Just like Jesus fought the devil with it. It's written. You know, Jesus having done the 40 days fast was actually enacting the covenant with God. He did the fast to attract the presence of God. And on the last day of the fast, the bird of prey came. 
the bird of prey came in the form of the three temptations that the devil came brought along but Jesus was able to overcome not because he was the son of God but because he knew what was written what is written and if you don't know it you can't use it praise the Lord if you don't know the word it is written at the appropriate time you won't have it to you know you won't have it to use as your defense as that shield that God promised Abraham the bird of prey and Abraham the Bible said chased them away hallelujah I'm glad he was able to do that he was able to chase them away and after a while he fell asleep he fell asleep and by the time of the evening oblation early in the morning while the stars were yet to be seen God had already given his orders concerning the sacrifices and so he fell asleep he deeply fell upon Abraham not the normal sleep not the sleep out of weariness or out of carelessness but a deep divine ecstasy of deep divine ecstasy that sleep that brings wholeness came over him the body was locked up that the soul might be private and retired unto God at that point where you know you're no more in control you know when we sleep you're no more in control at that point where the body the physical man is out of the way and the spirit man is present is active that was the point where God wanted to bring him to so that everything will be concluded praise the Lord and at the end he saw fire he saw fire come upon the sacrifice that he laid before the Lord proud to that God had already promised him before the fire came God promised him he said I brought you out I'm going to take you in God showed him the length and breadth of where he was going to God showed him how his seed will be oppressed, how they will be captured, how they will be prisoners in a, in a, in a strange land. But God also told him how they will be brought out with a mighty hand and how he will cause and bring judgment on those that afflicted his people. Praise the Lord. Surely there's an end. There's an end to every affliction. There's an end to that situation that looks like he's endless right now. That situation that is staring at you in your face, looking like, you know, it's going to be there permanently. There's nothing, no condition is permanent. As far as you are a child of God, loved by God, called according to his purpose, no condition is permanent and so god assured him that his people will come out god assured abraham 
that it was going to be a great nation. God told him so many deep things. I mean, his question was, am I sure? How can I know? How can I know that I will get possession of it? How can I know that your promises will come to pass? And God said, now, with all this, Abraham woke up to a realization that yes, yes of a truth, God's word has, you know, come to pass. God's word has been spoken and it will come to pass. And the smoke came and consummated the sacrifice and the covenant was enacted. Fire, you know, there's a song that says, I present the sacrifice, you will present the fire. The sacrifice comes from us. The fire comes from God. When uh, Elijah was competing with the prophets of Baal, and he made the sacrifice as made the, the altar and put the sacrifice, poured water and everything. He called on his God. And that the God came down, set fire. And fire consumed the sacrifice. Because the sacrifice was done according to the specification. It was done the right way. The sacrifice was was pleasant and fire came god make my life pleasant make my life a living sacrifice pure and holy tried and true make my life a pleasant sacrifice let my life bring unto you a sweet aura smelly savour that will attract your fire and when the fire comes the troubles end the affliction ends you know when they sent the three boys the April boys into the furnace <laughs> they didn't know that those three boys were sacrifices and they thought it was their furnace but there was a fire that was in in the furnace that was on their fire for the sacrifice they put them in the furnace as, a, as sacrifices and God sent his own fire and God's fire came consumed their own fire purified the boys and brought them back out so if you are listening to this podcast You've not given your life to Jesus. There's no way the fire can come upon your life. Because you are not yet a living sacrifice. If you pray this prayer with me, if you want to become a living sacrifice, that will attract the fire of the, of the Lord. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Purge me. Take away everything that is not of you in my life. Come and make your abode in me. From today, I live for you, 
from today, I say no to sin. From today, I decamp from the camp of the enemy and camp with you. Be the Lord of my life, be the Savior of my life. I decree that no turning back, no going back to sin from today as well. I live for you. I choose to live for you. Be my Lord and Savior. Be my Father. Be my guardian. Be my shield. Be my reward. Be my support. Lead me in this walk that I will not disappoint you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Congratulations if you just prayed that prayer. And if you have given your life already unto Jesus, be conscious of the sacrifice you are rendering. Ensure no birds of prey, nothing is preying on your sacrifice. No sin is in, in you. They sought to find a, 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 an occasion against Daniel, but the Bible said they found nothing. The same way with Jesus, they found nothing. God, take me to that place where the world will find nothing. Satan will find nothing. The devil will find nothing in me. In the name of Jesus. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I hope it blesses you as much as it has blessed me. Until the next time for another podcast. My name is Ami Mostukura. And I say God bless you. I love you. Looking forward to the next time. Bye.